Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Said you come looking for the girl next door. Well, she don't live here anymore. She's got money for her pocket, a Bible for her soul. Gas in the tank and wide open road. Why she don't work nine to five is your best guess. That's just what happens when girl needs wet. Someday she'll motor to your hometown. Tune up her six string, throw some music down. Songs like bullets that will pierce your pain. Make you feel all back in the saddle again. If you start feeling clammy. Shortness of breath. She's put you into cowboy cardiac arrest. Boy meets girl, girl meets guitar. Pretty soon she's swinging on a Dale Evans star. Started singing for the money, stayed in for the fun. This cowgirl knows how the West is Albuquerque, New Mexico is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Holt. <laughs> I know Mary Kay's got to be uh, in the background somewhere, so uh, how how delightful to be sharing some time with you this morning. <laughs> 
Well, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So we've been we we are actually still on our honeymoon. So we're taking a break to do the show today. And uh, yeah, the first time I've ever gotten to introduce her in one of her songs is Mary Kay Holt. So that was kind of cool. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting back there just just chuckling, just laughing. So anyway, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've been enjoying the uh, photos and things that you both have been posting. I'm so happy to see you on horseback. Yay! <laughs> oh, we had a great time trail riding up in the Big South Fork in East Tennessee. And then yesterday we went to a little uh, Mennonite community called Muddy Pond, Tennessee, and had lunch up there and bought some great uh, farm-raised or homegrown or whatever you call it, sorghum molasses so we're going to be Mm. enjoying that for a while during this winter time i think but uh anyway we had a great time and congratulations to Kristen harris and aaron metter they just had their wedding and i think you were down there for that weren't you i was jim and i did go and it was um very special and and really a magical day and um and um last week was a a week of of celebrating love and and marriages with the two of you on Wednesday and Kristen and Aram on Saturday. I just felt like I was in fairy tale lands all week. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Well, it was a good week. It was a good week. But let's kind of get back to the business at hand. We have a great show lined up today. So, who is our guest today on the Campfire Cafe? You know, it's been two years but we have Richard Aloyan standing by very excited to be chatting with him and then who do we have in the second hour well our good friend Mr. Robert Ebersole is going to be joining us so we're going to be talking with Robert about tales from the trail and trail and camping tips so it's a fun two hours that we've got lined up today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network but let's go ahead and get started with Richard Aloyan and the song from his Once Upon a Desert album It's called Gonna Be a Cowboy, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Richard Aloyan today on the Campfire Cafe. I never was meant for city life, I never was a man of the sea. When I saw the hills from the back of a horse, of course, a horse. I knew a cowboy I could be Said goodbye to the folks in Tennessee Goodbye to the farm and the plow Goodbye my sweet little Sally Ann Hot damn I am Gonna be a cowboy now I sign right up on the western trail, green as a boy could be. By the time we crossed the Arkansas, I was convinced that a cowboy I could be. There was weeks of dust, days of rain, snakes and loco weed. Lightning striking the dead of night, a flash, a crash, and we're off on a big stampede. There's quiet like you've never heard Stars will take your breath There's moments you feel so alive Some you're scared to death I 
spent my wage on a brand new hat, boots, a shave, and a bath. But when I got dressed for the dance in town, it took one look, and you should have heard the cowboys laugh. But I danced all night with a pretty girl, showing the trail hands how. We kissed beneath the Kansas moon to a fiddle tune, and guess who's laughing now? There's lonely nights and bitter cold, there's mud and cactus thorns, but I wouldn't trade this life for a house and a wife, cause a cowboy I was born. I never was meant to put down roots, there ain't no way, no how, life is best when you're riding west. Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Gonna Be a Cowboy by today's guest, Richard Aloyan. Growing up in the historic mining town of Virginia City, today's guest, Richard Aloyan, uses his love of the state, its rich history, and its magnificent vistas as a constant source of inspiration. He has been writing poetry and short stories for as far back as he can remember. But it wasn't until he began playing guitar that he truly found his niche. Named the 2018 International Western Music Association Songwriter of the Year, Richard's music has been recorded by several award-winning Western music artists and is heard on stages small and large across the West. Richard and his playing partner, Steve Wade, have recorded a number of CDs and today will be enjoying the music of their most recent collaboration, Once Upon a Desert Night. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a native of the Silver State, with more than 20 years of performing and 100 songs written and recorded, Richard Aloyan. Welcome, Richard. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. (laughs) Good morning. Uh, let's see, Gary, are you with us? Okay, so um, um, our our host Gary, I know he's been we've been having just a little bit of technical challenge. So, um, Richard, you and I are just going to uh, we're just going to take it away here. And um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and um, about what it's like living in Nevada? Uh, sure. Um... I, I'm, I'm hoping Gary can hear us, and I just wanted to start off by saying congratulations uh, to him and Mary Kay. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. I, I wish he would have called me first so I could have given him a couple of pointers about what it's like to be married to a songwriter. Um, <laughs> I, I wish him all the best, and uh, um, I can I can imagine that uh, Gary's Christmas list just got a heck of a lot longer. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, you know, well, I, I grew up in Nevada. I actually grew up in Virginia City, Nevada, which is, you know, the home of Bonanza, um, where uh, it's um, a, a mining town on, you know, stuck on the side of a mountain. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have, have visited there. Um, it was a beautiful place, great place to grow up in a 
small town of just 500 people. Um, and it was, it was just a, an interesting, very, very interesting childhood. I mean, I got, um, I got to walk on the same streets as Mark Twain. Uh, I got to mm. walk the very same streets at, of some of the richest people in the whole United States at that time, the people that built San Francisco. Um, it was just a, it was an interesting, wonderful place to grow up. Yeah, yeah. Now, when did you start? Um, when did you meet the guitar? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, I I was I've always been a writer. Like um, like you mentioned earlier, I've always been a writer of some type or another. Either it was poetry, short stories, or whatever. But um, I happened to uh, have a friend that played guitar in. Um, so one day we were just sitting around and I started messing around with it and learning, learning to play a little bit and I couldn't play anybody else's songs. So I just started doing what I always did was write and just putting what I could play to my lyrics. Um, so that, and that's how I kind of got started. Um, I always tell everybody I, I'm still a, a terrible musician trapped in the body of a good songwriter, but I, you know, you have to make do with what you got. <laughs> Do you recall your first, uh, Gary always loves to ask this question, your first paying gig as a musician? Do you have any memory of that? Oh, you know, I I do. Um, the first time I played, um, I actually started playing uh, in a bar in Virginia City, and I was I was completely underage. I think I was 19, but I didn't tell anybody. And I was playing with uh, my friend, my friend Steve Wade, um, which we started uh, playing together really young when I first started out. Um, we played together for several years and then didn't play together for another 20 years. But um, so I, that's where I started playing with him. And it was in a little bar that, you know, you couldn't hardly see across the room because of the smoke. And I don't think anybody listened mm. or cared, but it was still... <laughs> You know, it was an introduction to the uh, to the genre, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, tell it. How did you meet Steve? I know he's been such a big part of your of your music. How did? Tell us a little uh, bit about Steve. Oh, Steve is an interesting guy. He's he's always been you know, his own. Uh, I don't know that he's ever worked for anybody. Um, he's, he's always worked for himself. He's a really good. He's a superb Finnish carpenter, just a great carpenter, very detail oriented. Um, he, he, right now he trains horses. He's, uh, he, he was a cow boss on a flying M ranch in, um, outside of Yarrington here. Um, he's done a little bit of everything, but he's also always been a really, really good guitar player, very creative. And and we've always kind of had a mix together really well. I know the uh, the next song that Gary um, has on the playlist is so fabulous. This side of my guitar. Let me double let me double check the playlist here because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm hoping that maybe Gary has music played um, um, queued up. Uh, why don't you tell us a that's a great song. Tell us a little bit about um, this side of my guitar, and then let's see if we can hear it. <laughs> Well, you know, this side of my guitar is kind of, um, it's about refuge. It's really about where to go um, when you want to be alone and you want to be creative when you want to uh, just get away from everything. So um, 
the guitar has always been my friend, always someplace I can go to. So that's how that started out. Okay, let's see. Um, Gary, if you're if you're Here ready go. to go. Okay. Here we go. better place on this side of my guitar Cause I can see the way things ought to be and not the way things are I can make it up or tell the truth and tell you what tomorrow brings Oh the world is a better place on my side of Oh, the world is a better place On this side of my guitar Can make you laugh, I can make you cry Can even break your heart I can promise to love you forever And then fly away on silver wings Oh, the world is a better place On my side of the string my favorite spot, my getaway, my midnight rendezvous. It's a lover's kiss, a therapist, the one I tell my secrets to. Oh, the world is a magic place on this side of the neck. Because there's mystery and adventure found on every single fret. I can sail away on the seven seas or ride the wild, wild west. For the world I'm sorry, but I did not hear you press at least four digits of your pin on number. On my side of the neck. For the world is a wonderful place. On my side of I'm sorry, the song. but I did not hear you press the When I'm in the zone and I'm all alone I'm right where I belong When all the words and all the chords Fall together perfectly Oh, the world is a better place On my side of the melody It's my secret spot, my getaway, my midnight rendezvous. It's a lover's kiss, a therapist, the one I tell my secrets to. Oh, the world is a better place on this side of my guitar. Cause I can see the way things ought to be And not the way things are I can make it up I can tell the truth Or tell you what tomorrow brings Oh, the world is a better place On my side of the strings Oh, the world is a better place 
on this side of my guitar. Richard Aloyan, this side of my guitar from his new recording project, Once Upon a Desert Night. This is your host, Bobby Jean, and uh, Gary is also uh, here. We welcome you back to Campfire Cafe. There's Gary with our guest, Richard. There's Gary. Hey, guys. <laughs> Finally. There you go. Yay. Finally. <laughs> well, Bobby, just keep going. I'm enjoying the show. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, I, I know one of the questions, Richard, that we've been enjoying asking, too, is uh, so what's, uh, how has COVID impacted you this year? Have you been thriving um, creatively? Uh, tell us a little bit about um, sort of what you've been living with. Well, of course, just like everybody else, there hasn't been any live performances. Um, you know, that is kind of uh, non-existent. However, um, it, it's a bit of a blessing and a curse because um, – we had started recording Once Upon a Desert Night in August of uh, last year, of 2019. And because of the COVID, we couldn't really do anything. We were able to, to um, uh, work in the studio and take our time. Um, it, took, it took almost a year to do the CD, but we, didn't, you know, there was a, we couldn't do a lot of other things. So that worked out. Um, but I've, it made it a little difficult in, in aspects to get studio musicians. We had some really mm-hmm. good uh, musicians, but, you know, that we could only do things one at a time. So it stretched out the recording um, of this for a really long time. Because when you can only bring one person in um, to play fiddle or play mandolin or something, it can really stretch things out. Um, <laughs> we just worked with it, you know, it, it, and... Um, it just took a long time, but but it, the good thing for me is, I guess it's good, is that um, while I'm recording, I have absolutely no creative juices, <laughs> and my I just get concentrated on the studio, and I I actually have to wait like almost two or three months after I'm done recording before I start oh. getting fresh ideas, before I even want to get back into writing. So, you know, it's, like I said, the COVID thing has been a blessing and a curse. So. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same that's for everybody. So, yeah, that is that's so interesting sort of about how your creative as you say your creative juices run. That's very interesting. We we love to hear a little bit about the creative process um especially for budding songwriters, you know, that may be out there. There are 13 tracks I think on this CD. Oh, and I just love the packaging. What a cool car on the back of the um the CD, there's a, what is this, a 1941 Ford Super Deluxe Convertible. Oh, right. I'm coveting that car, Richard. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. That is actually my son's <laughs> car. Um, and oh. they got married a year ago in September, and that car was a gift to them from um, my daughter-in-law's grandfather. And oh. that's a, that, that is a two-owner car. Wow. It is fabulous. It is a great car. If anyone is listening out there, 
Mary Kay and I just got married in October, so we'd be happy for somebody to donate a car like that. To us. <laughs> well, I think I saw you guys in a jaunty uh, convertible there, Gary. I seemed ah, like I yeah. was seeing some pretty, pretty yeah. fun pictures in a convertible. Yeah, um, my, Richard, my brother, brother, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, how did you decide on these thirteen tracks, Richard? Was there were there more uh, that you had in mind? You know, actually, how did how did actually you, yeah? There's there was quite a few songs. You know, like with most people that record, um, there are songs that you want to put on there that just don't work with what you're doing. Um, so the, I, there was a. There were several songs um, that we actually left off and replaced them with other ones. And there were some songs here um, towards the end, like uh, Saddle Up and Ride and, and um, a few other songs that we that we didn't perform anywhere ever. Um, oh. Because they, they were we, – we never got the chance to play them out for an audience, and we kind of put them in there at the last minute. Um and it was funny because they're they're new songs. We were actually learning these songs while we were recording them, which sounds kind of silly, but that's the way it worked out. That's the way it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, what are we playing next? Let's go ahead and do Goodbye Dixie Valley and come back and talk more with Richard and uh, and I'll kind of get caught up after dealing with all this technical issue this morning but uh today we're talking with richard aloyan on the campfire cafe and we're listening to songs from once upon a desert night Just a dried up old ranch house with shattered window panes Sitting at the end of the bombing range Once there was laughter and life in these rooms Now it shudders and shakes with every sonic boom So it's goodbye, Dixie Valley You fought a good fight But there's nowhere you can run to When they get you in their sights It's a high cost of freedom Someone has to pay And the Dixie Valley families Have all been blown away Out across the mountains Where the coyotes used to call All you hear now is the hornets Always on the prowl It's a vast expanse of public land Fuels their appetite They come in just above the sagebrush Hunting day and night And it's goodbye Dixie Valley You fought a good fight But there's nowhere you can run to 
when they get you in their sights. It's a high cost of freedom someone has to pay. And the Dixie Valley families have all been blown away. This farm was once a battlefield, one without a name. They don't build monuments to victims of eminent domain. Who could stand against an enemy that you would not expect? Can take away the very rights they took an oath they would protect. So it's farewell, Dixie Valley. You never had a chance. We thank you for your sacrifice, signed Department of Defense. It's a high cost of freedom someone has to pay. And the Dixie Valley families have all been blown away. Just a dried up old ranch house, shattered window panes, and no one left who cares about the sad remains. And all that's left is memories to haunt these empty rooms. Shudder and shake with every sonic boom. Dixie Valley by Richard Aloyan, one of the very powerful songs from his new CD, Once Upon a Desert Night. And we are chatting with Richard. He's our special guest today on Campfire Cafe. Richard, that um, that song, along with Joshua's Wedding Band, are two really powerful songs from this um, CD. And we didn't really ask you to set that one up before we played it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the sure. um, backstory to the song? Sure. I, I, I have to preface this with saying that um, nobody is a bigger supporter of the military than me. I was in the Navy for six years and, and then uh, in the Nevada Air Guard for four years, and I'm a huge military person. However, um, this is a true story that just about um, 60 miles from Reno is the Fallon Naval Air Station, which is now the home of Top Gun. But just a little to the uh, east of there on Highway 50, it's open land for, you know, thousands and thousands of, of square acres, square miles of land. And um, the Navy in the 70s wanted to expand their bombing range. And there happened to be a town there, uh, Dixie Valley, which was just about 60 ranches, 60 farmhouses and ranches. And, you know, they grew hay and, and raised sheep and cattle and but the Navy wanted that land. So um, 
those people had to move off of that. And now it's the buildings are still there. Some of the farmhouses, ranches are still there, um, but no people. And I just thought that their story deserved to be told. Yeah, yeah, that's how absolutely. That oh, that's that's fascinating. Um, oh, that's fascinating. The song that's one of the blessings of songwriters is is you you bring us stories that we wouldn't necessarily be aware of, or you put it in a way that our, we won't ever forget once we've oh, we've wow. heard it. And I, I kind of feel that way about every song on this on this CD project. Um, I think Gary, the next one is "Ordinary Cowboy." Do you want to um, do you want to set that one up, and then maybe we'll just see if that will just play for us? Sure. I, I mean, it, real quickly, that that is a song that was on my very first CD many many years ago. Um, but it was self-produced and it didn't, you know, I didn't really get out there and sell very much. So it was kind of one of those songs that everybody asked me to play, but because nobody ever heard it. <laughs> so, um, so we redid it. We actually redid it for this CD. So that sets that up. Well, I'm glad you explained that because I thought I had heard this song before when I played it. I thought, gosh, that's so familiar. So now I know uh-huh. why. It's yep, a great very, this, the first one was very simple, and this was this one is a little bit more studio rich, I think. Well, it is a great song. It is from the CD Once Upon a Desert Night, Cowboy, and we're talking with Richard Aloyan. When they call that final roundup, you won't find my name on any list to make. The Cowboy Hall of Fame I'm just an ordinary cowboy I live an ordinary life I've got two kids that I love dearly One extraordinary wife And we don't count our blessings by our balance at the bank We go to church on Sunday mornings To see the one we have to thank We're just an ordinary family We work hard every day We've got our hands full raising kids and cows We don't have fame nor fortune We don't seek notoriety We're just like lots of other folks And that's alright by me I'm just a small town dirt road Kind of guy Never had the urge to stray Everyone that I do business with Knows me by my name We don't live in a mansion But we've made this house our home When we join hands for grace at supper We're holding the treasure that 
ordinary cowboy I make my living off the land I'm getting by year after year Any way I can When I see my final sunset I hope I look back and recall Perhaps we weren't so very ordinary after all When I see my final sunset I hope I look back and recall Perhaps we weren't so very ordinary after all Richard Eloyan, who is our special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. And, uh, Richard, when I was talking with my bride earlier today about having you on the show, mm-hmm. her first comment was, he is a fantastic songwriter and a pretty darn good singer. And a lot of people <laughs> have recorded your music. So how does that come about? Uh, you know, most of uh, because I'm, you know, available on Facebook or, you know, have my own website, people uh, will just uh, send me an email and ask if they can record. And um, and I'm always thrilled to let anybody do that. As a matter of fact, I don't think there's any greater compliment that you can be paid than to have somebody record one of your songs. And it's no. really always interesting. It's like having two people paint the same picture, the same scene. Yeah, it'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. So everybody's version is a little bit different, just a, a little change. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see those and hear those changes, you know, how they hear the song. I find that pretty fascinating. Well, it is fascinating, and it's quite a compliment to have another songwriter and singer to pay you that kind of compliment. I mean, the first thing she said was, he's a great songwriter. And, well, uh, tell her I said thank you. He said, thank you. You probably just heard me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, When you sit down and you're putting together an album, uh, how do you come up with the title for the album? This is Once Upon a Desert Night. How did did you decide to use this for a title for the album? Um, Because I've I've always really been um, uh, a star buff, you know, the – Milky Way, the, the universe in general. Um, I've, it's always been one of my great interests. And that song was written just because of the, just the magnificence of the night sky. It's always been one of my favorite things. And yeah. um, this song was, it was actually written, um, was going to be on the previous CD, the the uh, last CD I did. And because we couldn't work out the harmonies the way I wanted to, we didn't put it on the CD, so we kind of got saved. And then um, when we went to put together this CD, I thought uh, because we were able to get Jennifer and Judy involved, that um, uh, it just came about and sounded so good, there was no way I could not use that for the title. Well, it is a great song, and it is the title song from the CD, Once Upon a Desert Night. So let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Richard on the Campfire Cafe. Once upon a 
desert night On a ride up through the stars I stopped to hear a coyote sing His lonesome repertoire The Joshua trees hung down their heads At such a mournful tune The landscape was illuminated Only by the Once upon a desert night The moon above retreats The Milky Way spills all its stars Among the mountain peaks No earthly vista I have seen Can match the midnight sky The desert rose folds up its clothes And does not even try Once upon a desert night I climbed a rocky spire I stood in awe as all above The heavens were on fire And all across this universe, the wonders there must be. And on some distant world, someone is gazing back at me. Once upon a desert night, I closed my weary eyes The morning stole upon me And it caught me by surprise I watched the shadows disappear Devoured by the light I pondered my adventures Once upon a desert night. That's great. Once upon a desert night, and it's the titled cut for the album. And um, I think the last album that you did was what? Up for adoption. Up up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and that that is a great album as well. Thank you. so what's next? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> because of the you know because of the whole COVID thing and, and nobody and not being able to be out there and play, um, you know I'm just gonna I'm starting to get back into as a matter of fact I was playing my guitar this morning, starting to get yeah. back into the feel of wanting to write some more stuff and um, I have a lot of ideas you know um, in my head about things I would like to do. I'm thinking about. Maybe uh, at some point um, I would like to do a concept recording about a single theme. Um, so I'm, I got some things I'm working on. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, it'd be nice <laughs> to be able to get out and perform live again, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have boxes of CDs sitting in my garage because, you know, 
people buy CDs at, at events. And um, right, so right. Uh, there they sit. <laughs> oh, wow. A new recording. Right. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't, you know, you just never know. Well, this COVID-19 has been quite a thing. And um, uh, I know, I know Mary likes to just sing and play her guitar so she can keep her voice in, in uh, shape, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the other day she had to cut her fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting uh, a little yeah. bit long. I may need to trim my uh, nails a little bit for this. Yeah. Well, you know, songwriters only have fingernails on one hand. Uh, yeah. The other ones are all cut down to the bone, you know, <laughs> kind of walk a little lopsided. All right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, there's another great song from the CD. We're starting to run out of time because we just never have enough time on the Campfire Cafe to talk about everything we'd like to. Uh, but another great song from the CD is one called Days Like Strays. I love the title. Where did this come from? <laughs> you know, it's just. It's just about getting older. And, you know, everybody talks about how as you get older, that years seem to go faster and faster. Yeah. And 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 that's what this song is about, is trying to chase down those years, those years that have gone past already. <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble catching up and catching those years. They're going by so fast. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> song. Days Like Strays. We'll be right back.
Life's a joker, I suppose Seems the more you slow down The faster it goes These days like strays So hard to find Catch up with some The others leave me It's harder every day now to shake off the rust, so I'll just keep on riding till the good Lord says enough. And all of my straight days around it all up. And all. Once upon a desert night, I kind of felt a little old listening to that, Richard. <laughs> well, I felt kind of old writing it, so we're uh, <laughs> in the same boat. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, this is a great CD. Uh, we had you on the last time I think we were featuring Up for Adoption, which is another great right. CD. And I went back and listened to that. Uh, I listened to the show this morning. And that was such a fun show and such great oh, music good. from that. Uh, oh, thank you. But I know everybody out there wants to find out how they can get your music, uh, how they can follow you whenever touring begins again. So give us your website and tell us if they can order some of the music. Sure. Um, the the website is just Richard Eloyan, E-L-L-O-Y-A-N, dot net. And you can go on there, and um, you can uh, order the CDs. All everything, uh, all the CDs that we have are online. You can listen to some of the songs, some of the things that you won't hear today. Um, uh, they can order that way. Just uh, we, we get them out to you right away. Um, and uh, you can follow. You know, if we have any dates that are coming up that we're going to play, um, then we'll. We'll post those on our uh, our schedule, um, and just keep checking back on it. That's uh, that's the best way. Yeah. Do you have any dates that have held? I mean, anything coming up for the rest of the year? You know, I've had I've had one date that I was going to play with Kristen Harris and um, oh, oh now I can't remember, um, but it was uh, in here in Northern California. Um, yeah. That show has was postponed for a year, and currently it is still on the schedule. I believe for March of 2021. So hopefully that will be 
that will still come up because that's going to be it's Gary Allegretto, and this is okay. the first time ever that I get to be the featured poet. Really, I'm going to play in between those two, and I I'm really looking forward to it because nobody ever gets to hear my poetry. Um, no, and uh, so that's going to be really fun for me actually. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty excited about that. Well, would you like to share some poetry with us here in the last few minutes? Oh, man. <laughs> Put you, you on know, the spot. I, I don't write anything that's short. So uh, it seems like <laughs> all my poetry is really, really long. So I probably couldn't squeeze anything in there now. Uh, okay. Well, we'll have to have you back and do some poetry. Oh, absolutely. That would be fun. That would be, a, that would be a lot of fun. Well, no... I don't think anybody has a uh, uh, magic lamp that tells you what's going to happen for the rest of 2021 coming up. So it's right. going to be an interesting, interesting year to see what happens. Yes, mm-hmm. it will. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this has been a fun, fun show. Uh, I would encourage people to visit the website. And also, they can like you on Facebook. And if I'm not mistaken, you told me that was all you had time for was Facebook. So you're not doing, or maybe you are by now, Instagram or anything else? No, it's just Facebook. I have a hard right. time just, you know, with my technical skills, just managing Facebook. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. So visit him on Facebook, and uh, that's Richard Loy in Music, and you can also friend him on Facebook, Richard Lawyer. There you go. And you have some yeah. interesting posts, friend. I always love your post. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I can be, I guess, pretty cynical sometimes, <laughs> but that's just the nature. Uh, I well, I enjoy that. Things. I enjoy that. But, you I know, I, thank you so much to both of you, to, to Bobby Dean and to you and uh, for having me on your show again. And uh, congratulations to, to you and Mary Kay again. I think that's, that's wonderful. And, well, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. She's a pretty special lady. I, yeah. She's sitting back here urging me to say something else nice about her, but that's about it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have She's just taking her head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. But anyway, Thanks so much, Richard, and uh, and so much fun having you on here. So look forward to having you back, and hopefully everybody can start touring again before too much longer. I know. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know that she's Thank lost a so lot. Thank you so much for her. having me on the show. I, no, I love really, it. really appreciate it. I love mean, it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to close out this segment of the show with a great song, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier one called Saddle Up and Ride. Again, it is from the CD Once Upon a Desert Night, and we have been privileged to have as our very special guest today, Mr. Richard Aloyan. Richard, talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a good day. in your eyes There's no way you can disguise You're staring out there at the hills And wondering what's beyond the rise 
nothing I can say will keep you here. You won't be satisfied until you saddle up and ride. I guess I knew it from the start. You always had a restless heart. Sometimes the wind can blow you in. Sometimes it just blows you apart. One thing is perfectly clear. Nothing I can do will keep you here. You won't be satisfied until you saddle up and
Well, compared to where you are, it probably is, but it'll get pretty cold and snowy down that way before long. But um, but our ride's going to take place in September, so it still should be really nice. Oh, yeah. Just about perfect oh, yeah. weather. Perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Bobby, Bell may, Bobby Bell may even make it out to Utah. Are, are you, Bobby? Well, it's on the calendar. <laughs> that was the most noncommittal <laughs> yes I believe I've ever heard, Bobby. I, I guess that's a start. At least it's on the calendar. <laughs> At least hey, it's on the you calendar. Know, when it gets on when it gets on the calendar, that that's a really important thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the first step. It is a first step. So tell us a little bit about the uh, packing packing demonstration. What is it that well, people should uh, know? Well, for me, you know, a a packing clinic is beyond, you know, the the double diamond to be used on alternate Wednesdays in the light of the full moon. You know, I I think people have made such a a mystery out of this whole packing thing that it doesn't have to be. Uh, At its heart, all all packing is is instead of moving camp with your truck and trailer, you're moving it with your critters. And however you do that, that is safe, well, that's fine. <laughs> it doesn't need to be uh, intimidating. Um, I guess it keeps outfitters in, in, in business, but <laughs> I don't think yeah. it needs to be. Um, so we talked a lot about safety. And, and even though we talked about you know, how to haul camp, we talked a whole bunch about making sure our critters are ready to be ponied. And, and the things that, uh, that I've done that have worked for me to get my critters ready to, to haul camp, as well as the one that I'm riding, is the one that I'm riding ready to have somebody ride on his bum right. uh, going in. So I, like, like most things, I, I, I think the whole packing uh starts long before we we throw a pack saddle and start throwing those double diamonds and what have you. So we did a talked a whole lot about that and and uh and then we started throwing throwing some hitches if you will. So Robert, what's the process if you have a a, a horse or mule that you want to start in the packing end of things? What 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 do you do to get started with your with your animal? Grant groundwork and a lot of it okay. um, I wish I could say it was sexy but it's not <laughs> I kind of figure if, you're, if your critter's not going to listen to you on the ground on a lead why mm-hmm. in the world would it would it listen to you when you're in the saddle and trying to take care of three things at once Right. Uh, so I, I, I want to make sure that my pack animals and in and, 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 and large part I kind of think my pack animals need to be better trained than my riding animal. Uh, my riding animal, you know, I, I can I can coax and cajole him with, you know, seat, legs, hands, one hand anyway. Uh, right. The bubba that I'm pulling, all I got is a is a cotton lead that's ten foot long. Right. <laughs> so, so I want to be able to to start, stop, move the hip, move the move the the, the, the fronts. I want to be able to do all of that really, really well on the ground, uh, and it just makes 
It makes ponying somebody behind you so much easier when they do pay attention. And it's not just, you know, it, I don't, just like I don't believe it's just a trail horse, I don't believe it's just a pack horse. Right, right. So how do you how do you go about? And I understand the groundwork to uh, to have them moving their fronts and their backs and and that type of thing. How do you get them used to uh, carrying a pack saddle? Because I remember uh, we went riding uh, for a trail ride, and my youngest brother had never been on a trail ride before. And the first thing he did was throw a saddle bag on the back of his horse. And the second thing that happened was bottles of water were flying everywhere and the saddlebag was flying somewhere else. He had never done that with his horse. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, here we go. So what do you do? Uh, a lot of it is rinse and repeat and, and, and trying new things in, in small, small pieces uh, at home. I would much rather have the, the rodeo at home, uh, but I always try to just, you know, if 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 the girls never had the, uh, a pack saddle on, you know, the pack saddle's got so many straps and britches and breast collars and all sorts of stuff over it. So there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, so are are they comfortable with ropes being thrown all around them? Yeah. And then I put the pack saddle on, and really the. The pack saddle isn't that much different from a riding saddle. It looks different, but, you know, cinches and, and stuff, you know. Uh, are they going to deal with, with, you know, having a belt around their middle? And right. once that's good, then then I start throwing some, some you know, maybe it's just a, uh, a soft pannier bag that just hangs and just kind of get her used to, um, you know, having something kind of brushing on her or, 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 or flapping against her. Uh, and then from that, I'll generally take those same soft pannier bags and and I'll put uh, empty aluminum cans in. Okay. And and when that when the monster goes away from there, uh, then then we move to at, at that point I generally move to um, tires. I'll throw my my winter tires in really? those pannier bags. Yeah, and and then we go through, you know, that that's when we learned how, how not to kiss trees too badly. You know, okay. the uh, a big rubber tire has got got a little bit of weight, but it's not going to hurt hurt my mule or the tire. You know, when, right. when we when we kiss a tree, and it's just a good way for my girls to kind of teach themselves. Oh, but, well, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to run into a tree again. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, empty pannier bags. Take them someplace where it's windy, breezy. Uh, aluminum cans. Take them through brush. And then, uh, uh, rubber. You know, some, something fairly indestructible. And let them get used to kind of staying away from from trees and whatnot. And then I start putting. You know things that I care about on their side, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it, it's it's a long process. Yeah, um, but it's a know, process. With, with, it is a process. Yeah. So it's something that you don't rush. You just take your time and go through the different steps. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and 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 I guess add weight as you go along. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, mules are 
Well, and horses too. They're incredibly strong, but I want them to like their jobs. So, and I don't want to have to pick up big, heavy things. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know that I've. Um, I think this year my heaviest load was maybe 60 pounds a side, and that was plenty. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm not in it to show, you know, to, to be able to tell anybody, well, I can haul 300 pounds on my critters. Like, well, good Lord, I'm glad I'm not your critter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys. And I guess, I guess occasionally Bobby, he puts some food in those bags as well. Like oh yes, the food is very. <laughs> yes, the food's very important. He has a great. Um, what you guys are covering today is also found on his great website, uh, thetrailmeister.com, and there's an article: five tips for your backcountry trip. And some of what y'all are talking about is um, clearly there and some great pictures. And, of course, you know me, it's all about the food. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the food. (laughs) Although meal planning is is step number five. I don't quite see for me that would have to be like step number one, but (laughs) – Well, it's it's step number five, so it's the the last thing that you saw, so you're more apt to remember. Oh, yes. Yes, because step number four is sleep setup. So it's all about when you get where you're going and you put up your sleep uh, tent and then you you go cook. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, the whole reason I I started with my uh, portable electric fence uh, set up for this year was so that I would have more time to cook in the mornings. <laughs> Is that not pretty pathetic or not? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So do you have a do you have an excellent uh bread recipe that you could share with our listeners today? Um actually I, I it's excellent for me. Uh yes I do. And it's you'll you'll have to forgive me. But I, I I I do it in metrics, and I and I do it by weight, not volume. So, uh, 500 grams of of flour, just regular all-purpose flour. It puts out to about five cups is kind of what it puts out to. Okay. Um, so 500 grams of flour, um, two teaspoons of salt, good kosher salt, and one teaspoon of um, yeast, and okay. then uh, 16 ounces of hot water. And I say ounces instead of the metric because my little measuring bowl doesn't have the metric liters and milliliters on it. So 16 ounces, whatever that works out to. Okay. Um, stir it up right good and let it sit a day. So I generally... Uh, mix that up in the evening. Uh, then the next day, um, about three, three, three hours or so before I want to start cooking it, uh, turn it out, uh, kind of punch it down. It's going to get real bubbly. It's a real wet dough. Uh, okay. Kind of punch it out, uh, you know, roll it over, what do you call that, folding, kneading, what have you, just a couple times. Uh, flour it up and then let it sit and rise. Um and then when you're, you know, when when it's looking happy and, and, and growing, uh, 
Then I turn the oven on to 450, and I I cook it in a Dutch oven. Uh, so I throw that Dutch oven, the top and the bottom, in there so they get screaming hot. And I usually let it preheat for know, about 45 minutes or so just so they're screaming okay. hot. That That's a technical term, screaming hot. Like screaming hot. <laughs> yeah. And I take that uh, bread that's been resting. Uh, when I rest it, I put it on uh, parchment paper. Uh, I just pick up that parchment pa- paper by the corners, you know, and just plop it in that screaming hot uh, Dutch oven, put the lid on, uh, put it back in in the oven then for 30 minutes. At the 30-minute mark, take the top off and let it cook for another 15 minutes or until golden brown and delicious. Oh, that sounds good. And yeah, then what, that, that's do you, it. What, do you, what do you put on that delicious, aromatic, <laughs> homemade bread? Generally just butter. Okay. Generally just butter, but I can assure you that it works just as well with a drizzle of honey and or jelly. Okay. All right. And I was talking to I was talking a little bit earlier in the show. I had been up to Muddy Pond, Tennessee, which is okay. an Amish and Mennonite community, and they make some of the best sorghum molasses up there. Oh, you can't get sorghum molasses for love nor money out here in the West. Really? Yeah, I well, remember let me know sorghum what molasses. Kind of sent you some, man. I'm telling you, I what, think this you stuff should. Good. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. My my grandparents, um, you know, being from from Ohio, um, right. one set of grandparents, uh, the paternal side, they're from the deepest, darkest of, of Kentucky, and they always had good homemade sorghum, and oh my, that is the berries. I'm telling you, they were making it while we were there, and oh you talk about something that smelled good when you walked into this building. It was uh-huh. awesome. And, uh, oh, buddy. And, You're going back memories. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was good stuff. I got, I think I, what, I get a quart of that stuff and um, brought it back with me. And it will be so good. As a matter of fact, my wife is going to warm up some biscuits in the morning so that we can have some sorghum and biscuits and butter. Oh, that's living. That is pretty good living. Pretty good living, and uh-huh. they had uh, they had they had sorghum uh, suckers, three for a dollar, really? and you could buy. A, yeah, yeah, I, I, oh. I bought some of those. They were pretty stinking okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we may have to try your recipe sometime. Yeah, if 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 I can if I can do it, anybody can, and and obviously since I can remember it from. <laughs> Like that, That's pretty good. It's, it's about the only one that I make anymore. Yeah, yeah. Bob, ever have peach cobbler in a in a Dutch oven? Oh, there's nothing like cobbler from a Dutch oven. Wow. Absolutely. Wow, wow. We may have to have some Dutch oven cooking going on at one of these rendezvous things. I think that'd be pretty. I think you should. Oh, that that'd be, be really awesome. fun. That'd Bobby, would awesome. that be enough to 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 move it from? I'm definitely there. For, you know, to you know, from it's on the calendar. <laughs> if we promise you Dutch oven uh, cooking, are, is the response going to be, well, it's on the calendar? Well, that response uh, may change oh, to, I'll oh, definitely no, be no. there. 
you know, um, we just got back from a, a, a trip to Texas, and um, Jim had decided that, yeah, you know what, um, let's go ahead and, and make that trip because uh, there's a steakhouse he'd been wanting to uh, oh. eat at for a long time. Uh, Tom Perini's uh, Steakhouse in uh, Buffalo Gap, uh, Texas. And, oh, my goodness, what a fabulous dinner we had. You know, Tom Perini is the cowboy cook. Um, uh, he's got – I didn't even realize I actually have his cookbook in the kitchen as I'm sitting in the place. I'm looking around, and it's Tom Perini. I'm like, Perini? Perini Steakhouse? Wait a minute. I think I have <laughs> – I think the cookbook is called The Cowboy Cooks. And um, and he's a really, really, really well-known cowboy chef. <laughs> and, I, and I, you know, I had no idea. I was like, okay. Jim likes to check out these places, and um, yes, they were foodies. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing better than being out on a trail ride and then coming back in at the end of the day and having some great steak and a glass of wine and some homemade bread, and then top that off mm-hmm. with some Dutch oven peach cobbler. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, that's living. Hard to beat. <laughs> Hard to You're beat. making me hungry now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break and listen to a great song by the Texas Swing Band. It's called Texas Plains. We're going to come back and talk more food and more trail riding and camping with Robert Eversole in just a moment on Saddle Up America. I want to drink my java from an old tin can while the moon goes climbing high. I want to hear the song of the
Jason's Hot Texas Swing Band out on the Texas Plains. And um, Robert, as I was listening to that, I'm sitting here thinking about trail riding. And I spent uh, a couple of days up in the Big South Fork. Oh, were the were the colors turning? Did you oh, have man. some some fall colors? I am telling you what, it was absolutely gorgeous. I, I've never seen color that was so beautiful. And uh, we made it just the right time to see some beautiful fall color. But our good friend, Larry McMillan with Southeast Pack Trips, told he said, Gary, if you'll come up here, I'm going to provide horses. I'm going to put you up for a couple of days and uh, take you right back to some of the most beautiful country you've seen in a while. And so thank you to Larry McMillan and Southeast Pack Trip for uh, doing that. And uh, for our listeners out there, if you want a great ride this fall, contact Larry McMillan with Southeast Pack Trips. And I think it's southeastpacktrips.com if you want to connect with him. But we just had a a fantastic time uh, riding. So what did they put you on? What was your horse's name? Uh, you know, I told Mary after we finished up, we had so much fun riding, but we forgot to find out what our horses' names were. <laughs> I didn't call mine big. Call mine big girl. I have never been on such a tall horse in my life. Oh. I've never had to use. I've never had to use a step stool to get on something, but I did this time. He's got some <laughs> tall, tall. I guess she must have been seventeen hands. I mean, she's a oh my, big, that big is a girl. good size stump to find. Yeah, she was a big girl, but uh, we had a great time. I was just thinking, you know, when we do rendezvous next year, we're going to do in one back in Tennessee and one in Utah, and uh, and maybe I think it would be a good idea if we had a Dutch oven cook-off, don't you? Be an excellent idea. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So where are you headed next, Robert? I am going to, well, a little bit. I'm going to go to a packing clinic uh, in the west side of Washington uh, here in the next couple of days. So that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to learning a lot from that, uh, kind of up in my game a little bit. And then I'm going to an arena. The following weekend, uh, the local mule club, uh, we're going to rent an arena and we're going to practice the stuff that Ty Evans taught us here a month or so ago. <laughs> so, really? Yep. Yep. Uh, I pulled shoes for the, for the winter. So the high, well, heavens, high country's already got two feet of snow on oh, it in places. Yeah. So it's staying low. And then I'm going to try. There's a wilderness area here that uh, is administered by Bureau of Land Management uh, called the Juniper Juniper Dunes Wilderness Area. It's only a couple hours from here. Like I said, it's in the desert, so it's nothing but sand and juniper trees. I figure I'm going to try to go go down there. you know, before it gets gets really nasty, I got to find out about hunting season type stuff though. So, right. so that that'll probably be the the last the last trip uh, before the weather comes in. It's hard to believe that it's already you know middle of October. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of amazing. I mean, November will be here before you know it, and 
Yeah, and a lot Christmas. of places cold in the snow. Yeah, in Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went I, I went to the hardware store over the weekend for some projects around here, and they already had the Christmas stuff out. Wow. <laughs> it's, not, it's a week into October, and they've got their Christmas stuff out. I told. I told oh, yeah. Celeste the much better half that next year we won't even get to Columbus Day before. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that it is like wow, it, it, mm-hmm. it's moving along. Uh, well, it is. It's I got very I, very quick here. Yeah, I got the part of the garden in for next year though. I put put garlics, garlic starts in the garden, so they're a, a fall planter. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of moving a little bit away from, from the the trail riding camping stuff to, to focusing on cooking (laughs) during this time of the year. Oh, gosh. So Bobby, you always do a great job of checking out Robert's website and his post. What have you seen interesting well, I did. You guys kind of covered it already. The five um, steps for backcountry um, trip, and and a couple of the things that you also suggest there that one might not automatically think of is, you know, you're just talking about the weather. You know, check the weather um, and the terrain. Be be aware of what what you might be riding into, and. Um, I also liked your section there on um, how to pack for the human and how to pack for the equine, um, human needs and equine needs. And um, I thought that was real interesting that you, you know, cover very clearly, especially if you've never taken a trip before and you're really a little clueless about what should you make sure you have with you, you give a really good list of items Bobby, you just keep talking. I, I like you a little bit more with every, every word you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I just know what I read, Robert. You were a very good writer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, okay. I think it's, you know, I, 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 I do believe that, you know, when you get astride a horse, no matter where you're at, you, you, you think about, wow. This would be a lot of fun to go a little bit further, and maybe it'd be fun to not go back to the to the trailhead where somebody's going to pull in and fire up their generator, uh, you know. But then you start thinking more about it, and well, how do I take care of me? How do I take care of my critter? And it can get mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming if you let it, um, and I just don't think it should be. So, so thank you, thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> well, I do want to mention uh, while we're while we're just visiting about some different things back here in the east, as you mentioned, Robert, the colors are absolutely beautiful right now, and so there are a lot of folks who will be riding for the next couple of weeks and taking advantage of all this fall color. Uh, anything that they should be particularly careful about or aware of as they're riding in the fall? I th- this time of the year, um, it, for me, it's hunting season. You know, am I am I brightly colored 
uh, enough that people aren't going to mistake me for a deer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how can I keep keep that from happening? And and really for me it's one, where am I going to go? Uh you'll very rarely this time of the year catch me um in in forest or 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 BLM or or you know areas where they allow hunting. I generally try to find county parks or 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 state parks where hunting isn't allowed. Uh, during right. this time of the year, uh, so got to know what those rules and regs are. Some places they shut down the entire area to everyone except hunters. So, you know, um, where am I going to go? Yeah, exactly. And then you know, once I'm out, just because I may be allowed there, um, I want to make sure that you know hunters can can see and hear me. So I run bear bells all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's not obnoxious, you know, I don't want to interfere with anybody's hunt and that's actually illegal. Um, but I do want people to know that I'm there. So the bear bells help with that. And then, you know, a bright, uh, bright, bright jacket, you know, so Hunter Orange is your friend. Um, and I generally deck out all the critters in that, you know, at the height of, of hunting season, uh, you know, when we lived back in Ohio, was that the the first the first weekend of of November, and it was you know hunting season started, and we just kind of stayed out of the woods there for for a week or so until you got got through the worst of it. Then we went yeah. back out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point to make, and uh, and so people do need to be aware. And there are a lot of areas that, as you said, are just closed off. To trail riders mm-hmm. uh, during that during that period of time. Yeah. So before it's a good you take time to off, work on that groundwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or on your recipes, as Bob would say. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. gosh. So. Well, uh, do you have? I wanted to ask you do uh, Do you have more uh, equine events taking place that are looking for the next year? than you have in the past? Um, well, um, for the rest of the year, I, I think we're pretty much done. Uh, you know, we're already booking uh, expos and clinics for, for the coming year. Yeah. So we've got uh, appearances, on, as, as Bobby would say, on the calendar <laughs> in uh, Wisconsin at the Midwest uh, Horse Fair, uh, the Iowa... Um, Horse Expo, the Washington Horse Expo, and I forget which others off the top of my head, but a, a number of expos we're, we've already got on the calendar and actively, you know, booking a lot of clinics uh, for the year. I would really like to try next year to do more, um, you know, weekend clinics where you can actually get into and and and, and learn a lot. Uh, as opposed to an expo setting where you've got an hour, right. um, I, I'd, I'd like to spend a weekend uh, with a group and kind of go over everything from from soup to nuts about trail riding and camping, so everybody can walk out and not just be excited about trail riding and camping, but but be a lot more confident as well. So starting to put those type weekends together, it's just a weekend, you know, with with a group, that's a lot more work. 
and the logistics of that are, are uh, can be interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it appears that the uh, that the season is getting more back to normal for next year. Exactly, and at least everybody's planning, you know, that that way. Um, and we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I sure hope that it's more back to normal. Well, I hope so too. I hope so too for all kinds of people to get back to mm-hmm. work, whether it's whether it's people that are in the horse business, or whether it's people in the music business, or whatever your business is. So many people have been affected by COVID nineteen. And this coronavirus. Exactly. Anyway, well, Robert Eversoul, I'm looking forward to having you back next month. And uh, I'll have a new recipe, maybe. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think by the time that you get into the first of November, a good stew or chili recipe would be perfect. Oh, that does sound good. I, I'm more yeah. of a breakfast guy, and so I was. I was looking last night because I, I, I try to any, anything that I take in the backcountry. I kind of want it to be good enough that I can have it at home too. Yeah. And so I was looking at a sweet potato chorizo breakfast hash. And you know, sweet potato, you know that that'll that'll travel real well. Yeah. A little chorizo uh, sausage, you know. Yeah, that would be good for the for the first day in, and I take eggs in it with me anyway. So I've been kind of playing with that idea. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Sometimes right. I get tired of my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, well it sounds good. Well, Robert, it's been fun talking with you today. We look forward to having you back next month, and uh, you can always visit his website. The largest most complete website for horse trail riders in the world is trailmeister.com. And uh, Robert, thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks. It's good to chat and uh, give, give the much better half big hugs from us all. I will do that. I will do that. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Saddle Up America, but right now let's take a listen to South of the Border with Mr. Sid Masters and we will return. Robert Eversoe, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. Now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray.
show today with Robert Richard Eloyan and Robert the Trailmeister ever sold today. Yes, it was. Great to be back on the air. <laughs> Live and in person. Live and in person. But uh yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun today. Uh so what's going on with Out West? I know that you have a Heroes collection that you're doing. Uh yes, this month um 20% 10 to 20% of the purchases made from the designated Hero collection are being donated to Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch in Clovis, California, um founded by uh, Guy and Carrie Adam uh, Edwards. Edwards Adams. Sorry about that. Adam. <laughs> A little tongue-tied, yes. Um, and we keep adding things. So now there's, oh, my goodness, there are leather jackets for men and women. There's fabulous um, blankets. There's rugs. There's jewelry. Um, there's just a wide variety of things. Um, so an excellent time to do a little shopping and get something wonderful for yourself or as a gift and support uh, this fabulous um, horse therapy nonprofit at the same time. Well, it is. And as Robert mentioned, he's already seen Christmas in the stores. And so for all of your Christmas shopping, be sure and visit Out West Shop and just uh, treat yourself. I think that would be a good thing to yeah. do. Yeah. I think that Out would be a good thing to do. Outwestshop.com. Easy Out to West remember. Shop, Outwestshop.com. And uh, you can always visit our website, equestrianlegacy.net. Visit the general store. You'll find the Out West shop there, as well as many other of our sponsors. And uh, the Christmas shop will be opening up pretty soon. So it'll be a great place to do some Christmas shopping as well. Do mention that we're just about two weeks away from Rendezvous 2020 that's going to be taking place at the Circle E Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee. And you still have 
time to make reservations for that. So uh, visit our website, equestrianlegacy.net. Click on Rendezvous 2020 in the menu bar, and you can find out all of the events that are going to be taking place. But there's going to be great music concerts. The Sawyer family will be there. Mike and Doris Merritt will be there. Mary Kay Holt will be there. Uh, and the girls next door will be performing. So that will be a lot of fun. And then we have uh, Mustang auctions that are taking place. We have Equus Film Festival that's going to be there, showing films and documentaries, and just a whole lot more. So that's at Rendezvous 2020 taking place in Tennessee. And, Bobby, the colors right now are just unbelievable. This has been a good year for color in Tennessee. It's not always that, yeah, but, but it is. It is this time. Where we were where we were in Texas, there was no change of color yet. In fact, it was so hot, I thought we were still in July. And wow. I know from growing up throughout the um, East Coast, especially New England, oftentimes Columbus Day was really the peak. That was the... Um, that was the peak day by, you know, by Halloween, there was nothing left on the trees. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, bare, bare <laughs> trees. Yeah. So um, uh, we're starting to see a little color change here. But, um, yeah, there's nothing like what we call the New England leaf peeping season, um, which is in full blast right now. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful, the, the golds and the reds and the oranges, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. So be a great time to be at Rendezvous 2020 in Winchester, Tennessee, back up in the mountains there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But anyway, it's been a fun show today, and uh, we'll be back next week. Who's our guest next week on the Campfire next Cafe? Next week we have Car- yeah, Carolyn and Dave Martin will be joining us next week. All right, so we're looking forward to having them with us. Carolyn is a fantastic singer and Dave is a great musician and a record producer, so that should be a fun show. And then I think we're going to be talking with uh, some folks about equine therapy for soldiers with PTSD. And uh, all of the money that we're raising this year at Rendezvous 2020 is going to the Mustang Heritage Foundation for their equine therapy program for the military people. So uh, be sure and join us for that. It all takes place starting at noon Central Standard Time every Thursday at equestrianlegacy.net. And then we are taking a hiatus with the living room sessions, but that will be back again in January. So we'll be sure and want to join us for that starting in January on Saturdays at noon Central Standard Time. So, Bobby? Any kind of closing thoughts you'd like to leave us with today? Uh, Yes, this is uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you. That's good. I like that. I like that very much. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. We'll see you next Thursday. And remember, you can catch over 600 of our shows in an archive podcast by visiting equestrianlegacy.net and listen to the great guests that we've had joining us in the past. We're going to close the show out today with a great song by the Hanson family. It's called Swing Time Lullaby, and we thank you for listening.
Watch the twilight shadows swing and sway Listen to those twin fiddles play A melody Swing time, love 